Good morning. Uh, I hope we're uh, doing all right today. I'm, if, if I look a bit jaded, it's because we had our works Christmas do last night. And uh, it, it went on a bit late and it was a bit noisy. So I'm a bit deaf. So uh, if you want to thank me for this great talk afterwards, you have to speak up. Okay, so that, that would be great. Now, um, a famous quote of my, uh, one of my favorite Christmas quotes, and I'll just read it from the Old Testament. Uh, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the shadow of death. A light has dawned. And uh, I live in the shadow of Nancy, so she's uh, my better half. And so it's, uh, I, I've got several roles in church. Uh, we do the men's breakfast. And if ever you are hungry on the second Saturday of a month, uh, Graham is the chef. He will, uh, in the new year, do the official chef training. Um, so we are, we're doing a hygiene training at the moment. And uh, uh, Graham will be doing that in January. So, so uh, uh, he'll wash his hands and everything, I think. Which should be good. Uh, my my other uh, main role is the uh, IT desk. I'm with the IT team, and uh, just give a shout out to them. Uh, thanks very much, guys. It's quite a stressful job. If you think your job is stressful, do the IT desk. That said, we're always looking for new uh, volunteers. So. Um, IT skills is seen as a disadvantage, so you don't need any, uh, and um, uh, we, will, we will certainly train you up. You'll be very welcome to do that. On the, on the topic of IT, um, I had an email this week, uh, and it was a very interesting email. It was explaining how to read maps backwards. It was spam. That's the best thing I've heard. Anyway, I, I, I hope we like that. Uh, now, the, the topic this morning uh, is one of a, a series of three talks about hope and just how important this topic is for us as, as a congregation, as a people, um, and, and as a people in the UK. We, this is the third talk, so do, uh, I think it's available on catch-up, Kath, I, I saw last week. Uh, it is on catch-up, um, listening to about how we find hope, how we find hope in hard times, what hope looks like. And this particular talk is just looking at how uh, we can bring this hope to other people around us. Uh, we're obviously doing this on the backdrop of the terrible defeat last night. So uh, I can understand many of us are feeling in a time of darkness, and I apologize for that. But everybody at the moment is looking for hope. And uh, I, uh, I'm, I uh, regularly uh, do read the British Medical Journal, as I'm sure many of us would do. And um, even only as I was preparing for this talk, um, there's, a, there's a whole several page article on uh, how can I find hope at work. So loads of us are looking at hope and how we can find it. Now, partly the reason for this is life is really tough at the moment. Uh, it doesn't need me to tell you this, that uh, we've got the cost of living crisis, that we're trying to heat our homes, it's really difficult. We've got taxes, uncertainty, there's a war in Europe. We've got an environmental crisis. Times are really hard. And for, for some of us, maybe life isn't too bad, but for many of us, Life is really difficult. 
and, and, and like sometimes really, really difficult. To add to the, the challenge, um, it's really interesting what's happening in, in, in the world at the moment. Um, in the Western world, we are also losing some of the big anchors of hope that people have had through history. So, for example, most cultures have a sense uh, that there's an afterlife, that, you know, you look at this sort of the Egyptian pyramids and how the kings are going to go to a nice place and what they can do. And most world faiths have got something about how uh, after this short life passes, um, there's something for us. Whereas our current Western culture is just taking that away. So the, the predominant worldview is that when your body's dead, you're gone. That's it. That's it. You know, you've, you've checked out and, and that's the life over. So we've lost this sort of hope of, of, of a, a, a good future. Um, the second hope we've lost is that there's a hope for our world and our community. That w- more and more we, we're becoming aware of the environmental challenges, the climate crisis. And so we're losing a sense that, that there's hope in the world, that, that the world's going to carry on. We've got much more a view that uh, we, 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 we're just um, up a creek without a paddle. So what we're going to be doing is, is looking at our Bible reading, uh, which is on uh, uh, the, the, the Christmas story, the start of it, the start of the book of Luke. And it's around the time of Jesus' birth. So it's about zero-ish AD. And uh, this is in, uh, uh, in Judea, in Palestine, in Israel. And times were hard then. I mean, times were really hard so you had very high death rate of children. You had your life expectancy. It, you would get to 30 if you were lucky. And um, if, if, if once you got to 30, there's, there was a lot of death rate. Then life was quite hazardous. Lots of people working on the land, very physical labor farming, fisher people, dangerous occupation. About 10% of people had cushy jobs. And... You were fearful, you were occupied, the Romans were treating people not so well, you were fearful of your local leaders. So the Bible story does not start in paradise at all. The Bible story, we're talking about the birth of Jesus and John the Baptist that we're looking at. The backdrop is actually that times were really, really hard. So as, as we look at the first chapter of Luke, we have this nice couple, a lovely couple, a good couple. Uh, they're called uh, uh, Liz and Zach. And uh, they're quite old, but they're good people. Uh, We read about them that they are like righteous people. Uh, They obeyed the law. They were good people. If you think, I I was thinking, who in the church would I think of Zach and Liz? And it was actually Dave and Marion I was thinking about. You know, good people. Like, like you would want to be like these people. So you've got um, uh, Zach and Liz, and they're just trying to be good people. They're trying to do a job. They're trying to uh, do okay. And, and, and they're nice people. I'm sure we'd all like to be their friends. Um, but um, they, they've got a shadow in their life. Uh, oh, sorry. I've, I've done these. I've never done it before, animations. So uh, I've, I don't want to spoil it. So, but Luke and Zach have a shadow. They have something in their life that is, is actually really sad. And 
Um, so for, for Luke and Zach, it is, is that they didn't have a child. They, they, they were a childless couple, uh, which is obviously really painful, really, really painful. Um, and, and I think as we think of our own lives, we, we've all got areas where there's a shadow. There's, there's like something that our life would be so good, but I've got this. And I think often we do walk around with shadows and, and, and clouds, and sometimes it can be um, maybe we're stuck in debt, or maybe we've got like things we shouldn't be doing, or, or relationships that are not so good. But these are good people, but they've got this shadow. And the, the, the challenge for, with childlessness is, is obviously painful in any culture and, and any background. Um, in, 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 in this time in Israel, what was difficult was that the Old Testament, and these were good people, they were religious people, they were the vicars in the thing. Um, the Old Testament said, if you obey me, if you're a good person, then you'll be blessed. If you obey the law, things are going to go well. And it says uh, in the Old Testament, if, if you follow me and, and, and you're righteous, uh, then you'll be fertile, you'll have kids. So, but they couldn't have kids. And so the, the, the culture would really say, well, what, what's wrong with you? What's, um, you know, there's, there's something, God's not looking at you good. You might look good on the outside, but there's something that's happened is not right. And uh, they would see this as a disgrace. That, 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 so they're carrying this cloud, uh, a, a very painful cloud. Um, but then... Um, Zachariah's going around his job, so he's been doing it a long time. He's, he's the priest. He goes into a temple one day, and suddenly um, he, he sees an angel. He has this, like, whoa, like experience. An angel comes to him, says, your prayer's been heard, that you, you're going to have a child, um, and that you're going to call him John. Uh, and the name John means God is gracious. So... Even like he's an old guy. Now he, his big chance in history to do anything great is now he could believe the angel. But like probably all of us, he's like, I'm an old person. My wife's an old person. Uh, it's not going to happen. And so he, he, he got struck dumb. He could not speak. He had this miracle experience. He could have done something great. He didn't. He messed up. Um, and that he couldn't speak, um, which is obviously difficult for him. Uh, and then this is where we uh, catch up uh, with the rest of the, this story. And I shall read this. And I, uh, when it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard the Lord had shown her great mercy and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child. They were going to name him after his father, Zachariah. Uh, Zachariah means God remembered. Oh, God remembers me. But his mother spoke up and said, no, he's to be called John. They said to her, there is no one among the relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like the, to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, what then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. So something is happening at the moment. Something is happening at the start of Luke. Now, uh, I, I quite like this. 
Uh, so as an old couple, I think it's working. This magic bracelet is making the arthritis in my hand feel better. It looks like a miracle. I thought the arthritis was in your other hand. Oh, yeah, well, I guess that could explain it. Maybe you should get one to go around your head. So, so like, like uh, miracles are funny things. I, I wondered, actually, like, the angel said to John, your prayer's been answered. And I just wonder, I just want to throw it out, is there anybody who would like to share, a, like, a little answered prayer that they've had recently? Um, if, if you sort of go back, is there any sort of thing that recently you thought, wow, that's... Um, could you want to come up and just, like... Oh, you see, there's the miracle, baby. So there you go. So, so, so that's lovely. Thank, thanks, thanks. Hey, yeah, yeah. Lovely. There you go. Thank you for that story. Thank you. Uh, anybody else got a, an answered prayer? Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. So as, we, as we've heard, heard about um, God answering the prayers of, of, of Zach, we've also got God working in our world and, and in, in, in our own lives and experiences. Now, to finish off the Bible passage, so the, the start of the uh, Gospel of Luke is it's a bit like a musical. You've got an event and then a little song and then an event and another little song. I don't know if you like musicals or not. I'm not a great fan, unfortunately. But anyway, it's a bit like a musical. But his father, Zachariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. So he was just bubbling, you know. Finally, the family disgrace is gone. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he's come to his people and redeemed them. He's raised up the horn of salvation for us, in the house of his servant David. As he said throughout his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. So the, the first bit of... Um, uh, Zachariah's joy or, or overflowing um, what was that it look it, you read it it's a bit cryptic but he's he's actually pointing to Jesus the whole book of Luke is pointing to a savior who's gonna come and change everything and so he's pointing to this horn of salvation which just means a, a pillar of, of somebody to save which is 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 going to become Jesus and we'll find this out later in the story Uh, then, then, then he goes on and he, he sort of speaks about or prophesies or, or speaks about what his own son, John, who'll be John the Baptist. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare a way for him, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins, because of the tender mercy of our God to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. So we've got this child who's coming, 
Um, we've got a miracle birth. We've got a pointing to Jesus. And so the thing is, like, what, what does this mean to us? You know, we've still got to pay the bills, the, 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 the monthly whatever's coming out, or I've still got to sort out this job that is just driving me crazy, or this relationship is, is really difficult. How, how can I find hope this Christmas time? And as I said, for many of us, we've got a shadow, uh, something that is, is and, and how can I find hope? And for Zachariah and, and Elizabeth, how can they find hope? And as we read the Gospel of Luke, um, there's a few things I, I like to point out. One is that the whole, um, the good news about Jesus is this huge, great reversal. So the, the gospel of Jesus changes absolutely everything. It changed everything for, for um, Zach and Liz. Um, but it, it changed everything uh, for the followers of Jesus, the king it was pointing to. Um, so, for example, it was, it was things like um, uh, disgrace is taken away. Uh, we, we hear about weakness turned to strength. We hear about poverty turned to riches. Old is made new. The story of Christmas is about a massive reversal. The people that we sort of see as, oh my gosh, if only I could be like, uh, I said before, Elon Musk or some great beauty or some, he's not a great beauty, but some great beauty. Or, or if only I could be like, if I could be like, with well, the good news um, of the gospel story is that everything, everything changes, um, that everything um, gets reversed. So how, how do we respond? What can we do? And the first thing I would like to really encourage us with is to pray big prayers. So Zachariah prayed, prayed his prayer like ages ago when he was little. He didn't believe when he was old. It almost felt too old for his prayer to be answered. But just keep praying. Keep praying. There's situations we all want to see change. Like you think about the war in Iraq, you feel about the thing. Or it might be your neighbor, it might be your whatever. It might be things that you're going through. Keep praying. Um, there's, a, there's a lovely... Um, verse at the end of the Bible um, where we have this cryptic book called Revelation and um, there, there's lots of like, weird wacky scenes and um, in one of them uh, there's angels and there's harps and there's elders and the lamb and uh, they, they were singing a new song um, and in it there was a big bowl of incense which was just full of our prayers the prayers of the saints was like incense like um, smoke before God. Our prayers don't get lost. They they don't like. Oh, I prayed prayer twenty years ago, and well, God didn't answer that. Our prayers are still um, before God's throne. They're still there. So, do keep praying. Big prayers. Pray prayers that are bigger than the circumstance. Like we had a, a situation in our family a few weeks ago. Uh, a, a, a boyfriend of one of our daughters, their car got nicked. Now I. If your car gets nicked, that's it. Like, I, I would have no faith for that. But one of the members in our family say, this isn't right. We need to pray for that. We need to pray about this car. I'm like, right, that's a tricky prayer. And, 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 and uh, lo and behold, like the next day or something, the police found the car it was also, and it was fine. And like, you know, do pray prayers. And, and 
um, I had a friend um, at work who was going for a horrible time and, and I said, oh, I'll pray for you. And things changed. And like, so, so do, even if you feel your prayers, like Zach and Lydia, prayers are answered for donkeys, keep praying. Um, because God, God is listening and um, God is good. Uh, the next thing is, um, like Zach, just keep on keeping on. Um, sometimes we think, oh, it's never going to change. Oh, what am I doing this for? What am I, you know, even if it's like doing your washing, if it's, or it might be like serving in your neighborhood. It might be helping on the IT desk. It might be um, going for a coffee once a week with your friends. Um, but just keep shining. All of us, when, when, when Jesus comes to town, he comes to us, he just puts a little candle in us, a, a little bit of light. So I would encourage us all, just, just let your light shine a bit. Just do that act of kindness. Do that act of, of just showing hope. Because the Bible talks about a new, um, a, a, a new earth, a new heaven, new earth. You know, things are going to keep going, so keep shining. Because, like, there's so many people here at the moment who just life is just so bleak, so dark. Just a little bit of shining. As, as Matt was saying, just like texting people to come to a thing. There's just a little... You might not think your light is that light. You might not think your, your candle is that bright. But you'll be surprised at which other people it might really encourage. Just uh, uh, shining some goodness. Um, just carrying on being kind. Um, the, the, the other thing is that... Um, Mm. Mm. This uh, was going so well, this uh, pointer, Dave. Hey, oh, uh, 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 yeah, sorry. Yeah, the, the other thing um, that uh, uh, happened, uh, Zach, as he prophesied, he just started pointing to Jesus. Um, and so he, it was quite cryptic. The words he was using was like made people think something was happening. And sometimes it's quite hard to, to, to speak about Jesus in our workplace or to our friends. Um, and so we don't need to tell the whole story. We don't, but just give people nudges about who Jesus is. Oh, yeah, I went to church. I prayed for that. Just that God is living and, and that as, uh, over time people would come to see the faith. Uh, I, I, I come to see that experience in us. So um, just keep just shining that light of hope in a, in, in a dark place. Now, sometimes our own hope can get flattened if, if, if we've had things that have just run us down, have worn us down. And the good thing about our hope is, is that our Heavenly Father is, is a God of hope. So he's the one who can give us hope, even when our situation might feel really, really hopeless. Um, one of the prayers in the end of, uh, by Paul at the end of uh, Romans 15, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace um, so that you might overflow with the hope uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because God is really good. He's, he's on all of our cases. And um, another thing about prayer I should just end with is that... Um, so I've got the best, coolest office ever, right? I've never really had an office, but finally in the house I've got this, this super cool office. It's got, even got, at the um, encouragement of Andy, uh, a, 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 um, not as posh desk as Andy's, but it's quite nice. It's one of those standing desks. So I've got a standing desk that you wind up and it goes to the top. 
And uh, at the moment, it is full of presents, right, for the kids. It's like, like uh, I've been told off for being a bit excessive this year, but anyway, but there, there's loads of boxes. I'm not going to say what they are. I don't want to give spoiler alert. But, um, and, and yeah, I love my kids. I really love them. And, but we've got a heavenly father who's got loads of gifts for us. Loads of gifts. Uh, the Bible says he's a good father. How much more will he give you good gifts to those who ask? Um, and uh, I, I prayed last year, oh, God, what, oh, I'd like you to give me something for Christmas. Why do you give me Christmas? Not, not in a nasty way, but... And I felt God just say, my, my presence, my presence is your present. My presence is your present. And it was just a lovely thing. It was like, oh, God, yeah, you're with me. Your, your special gift is that, is that Christ in me is going to going to live in me and 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 uh, so god's got lovely things so he's a, he's a good father so we just finished there so um the things that i would uh, encourage us to remember as we go through this time and as our circumstances sometimes are really can be tricky um just remember this great reversal the christmas story as jesus is coming as we read more about uh, a king coming that, that everything is reversed so however rubbish things can be and can feel there's a reverse coming there is a reverse coming and and we see that in the resurrection of jesus even beyond death there's a reverse coming um, the other thing is just keep praying keep serving because jesus is coming amen thank you for your patience <laughs>